The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I'm storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Hello, I'm Helen. I'm a reception and year one teacher in a very small school um, near Milton Keynes. And hi, I'm Bex. I am a Hughes Age 2 teacher in a 2-form entry primary school in Cambridgeshire. And today we are exploring science learning outcomes with this week's folktale from Ethiopia. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Distant Fire. There you can stream a video of me telling the story directly to your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by the hugely talented Heather Zeta Rose. You can download the full audiobook at any time and even pick up some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen and Bex as we move into the science areas of this story. Um, So who'd like to kick us off here? Helen, do you want to start with the um, bottle thing? Because then I can add on to that. The bottle thing? Sure. I I will begin. So for a scientific link to this story, um, I've thought of a, a bit of an investigation. So Abel and Hakeem both go up a mountainside. And the whole idea is Abel can't keep warm. You know, he's he's not allowed all these ways to keep warm. So I thought there'd be a good investigation into if we could help him out, if we could give him some clothing, because they talk about no T-shirt even, but really even a T-shirt on a, on a mountainside is not necessarily going to do you much good. <laughs> so there's a part of the science curriculum that looks at um, materials. So I thought there'd be a good project in the early years in Key Stage 1 to look at which material would be the best for keeping Abel or Hakeem warm on a mountain. So to start with is you would look at look at some different materials, some different naming materials and their properties um, as a bit of a knowledge knowledge base to this. And then you can set up an investigation. And what I've done before is use um, bottles of water that all start at the oh. same temperature. And then the children decide on maybe three or four different materials to wrap the bottles of water in. So the bottles of water become become a person if you want. You can put a little face on the top just to make it... <laughs> You know, a little more, a little more relevant, particularly for an early able years. bottle. Yes, you could draw able faces and put an able face <laughs> on each bottle. So able gets gets dressed in different materials, and then the children make predictions. And again, depending depending on the age range, you'd either do this in, in early years and just do it all very orally, and you know, observing what's happening, or going to year one and year two, they have a little investigation writing frame they write down their prediction about which material they think will will keep able the warmest and then you put those those bottles all in the same place sometimes a fridge can be used or just in the same room and then you monitor their temperature the temperature of the water inside over the next few days and just see if there's any change in temperature for any of them so you start off with quite warm water so there's the opportunity for it to get colder (laughs) and then over the next few days you, you see what how the temperature changes and then the children do their their observational skills what they notice they can feel the water with a finger if because temperature with a thermometer is is a little abstract for younger children so they could just feel the water mm. and then the year year one year two children can look, look at thermometers and, and measure the temperature 
and um, see which material keeps Abel the warmest. And then they, they write down their, or draw their observations, write down their observations and come to a conclusion. Wow. And that's a little science investigation, all about staying, oh, keeping great. warm on a mountain. Fantastic. Um, so I, I was thinking something very, very similar, like um, actually there's materials and their properties goes all the way um, all the way through the school in the science national curriculum. So just thinking about giving the children opportunities if they've already investigated um, how to keep their little bottle of able water warm um, mm. overnight, actually then thinking about, OK, what are the properties of those materials that allow them to behave in the way that they behave? So getting the children who are just slightly... Um, older so particularly your year three and year four so seven eight nine year olds just to consider mm. okay why is it more effective to put a um like a piece of tin foil maybe around your able bottle than it is to put a bit of cling film like what are the properties of that material that make it better it's conserving the energy and the heat um so mm. just thought that that would be a really nice link further up the school oh, and lovely. and um and just linking in as well the seasonal changes so would it change when depending on the time of year that um, this story was set in. So if it was in autumn, would he, obviously it would be colder up the mountain or winter, would it be, if it was snowing, it does say that there was snow on top of the mountains in the story. Mm -hmm. So actually thinking about the time of year and would they need to make adaptions to their plan to keep, mm -hmm. I was thinking we would keep Hakeem warm because Abel's not allowed to. Not allowed to be so warm, how, yeah. Yeah, how, <laughs> how are we going to keep him warm so that he can stay awake during the night to in order mm -hmm. to keep the fire going so that, um, he can help his friend because if he falls asleep actually it's no good because then the fire will go out so really thinking about um how mm -hmm. we're going to keep him awake like that making it making it a team effort like he's yes. not on his own we are going to help him yes. I like we're going to help, help him <laughs> we're going to help Hakeem to help Abel <laughs> and, and he, he does have a fire but yeah. that's not going to yeah. necessarily be enough either no so. we know that overnight it does get quite cold so even getting them like Helen was saying the year twos well we could also do that in year to using a thermometer the year threes and year fours actually measuring the temperature overnight we've got so many apps and um yes. things that we can use to access how what the temperature is going to be like what are the predictions i mean some some people might have picked up that helen and i both have horses like actually you have to work out what the temperature is overnight <laughs> oh. to work out which rug to put on for them uh, which is oh. this time of year and horses yes. yeah yeah. You have, so if it's a certain temperature, they need to... Because they can't put it on themselves. So maybe we could link it into um, horse care as well. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> How to take care of animals overnight. Because it do does like link bring, in. Bring horses yeah. into everything. Yeah. Yes, we do. Um, and you can bring, and, and actually, it's really important that you look at what temp the temperature is going to be like if you've got pets as well. Obviously, we're talking about humans, which is very important that they can stay warm up at the mountain. And well, then you say that. I mean, again, thinking uh, a little bit PSHE here, but um, we are having something of an energy crisis in the UK yes. at the moment. And there is talk about some homes um, having to um, potentially be a lot more frugal with their uh, heating uh, throughout winter this year. Um, so this could end up being a very worthwhile mm. science project to be doing. Yeah, and I guess even how to keep yourself warm and, and helping the children mm. to understand you don't always have to put their heating on. You could layer yeah. up. So what are your best comfy clothes? 
um, to wear. See, seeing all your children going home wearing little tinfoil jackets now. <laughs> and and linked to the, actually linked to the um, the global pandemic, we're having to have our windows and doors open in that's the classrooms yes, to get true. in order to ventilate mm. them um, more. So you can even link it to the children's. And we say the most powerful things in the stories is when the children can picture themselves in the place of the character. Yes. So actually, uh-huh. you guys are having to sit in classrooms that normally we would have the heating up, we'd have the windows and doors closed, we'd make a cosy cocoon of loveliness in our classrooms. But actually, we can't do that at the moment <laughs> because we've got these mm. CO2 monitors that all teachers will know about if you've got yours that beep all the time when you haven't got enough airflow going through. And then suddenly you're over opening all your windows. How do they keep warm? How do you mm. keep warm in the classroom? And maybe persuading, we could link it back to our English talk, persuading the head teacher to let you wear your own clothes instead of wearing school uniform because yeah. it's actually more practical mm-hmm. in this time. So the, the other thing that I was thinking of, um, particularly in the year four programmes of study, is it talks about um, light and it talks about shadows mm-hmm. and it talks about the, sh- the changes of shadows during... Um, during a period of time. So I was just thinking, how could um, Hakeem have kept um, himself maybe amused and also Abel amused? And I was thinking about like shadow puppets and shadow theatre and <laughs> um, and actually, you know, just when you make the sit... Where, you know when we um, when we had the overhead projectors and everybody loved doing the little hand going in? Yes. That's showing our, all of our ages now, sorry about that. Um, but actually yeah, just making making a bit of an, an investigation to do with shadows. So how big would the shadows be that um, Hakeem was able to create mm. um, throughout the night? I'm not suggesting that you have your class for the whole evening and um, measure shadows throughout the night, but obviously um, just even during the day, think measuring the shadows at different times of the day, how big mm. they are and um, how, because obviously he had to stay through the whole night and um, getting the children to think about how um, you create shadows. So actually um, ne- he would need the fire to be able to create the shadows as well. So I was thinking that would be another reason for Hakeem to keep the fire going was um, obviously to stay warm, but also to um, create these um, shadows. So actually keep teaching the children awake, how... Definitely, wouldn't it? Yes, because yeah. it would be <laughs> exciting and, and keep able amused as well from the other side because it would be like a little um, show that he's putting on. So I just thought it would be interesting to teach children to think about how shadows are made um, and then the the different times of day when would be the best to to study the shadows during that period of, uh, you know, the night time and how we can create them. So I just thought that would be a great, great link again through um, the use of shadows. Absolutely. And then the other scientific link I was thinking, um, of course, on the mountain to make the shadows, they'd be using fire. And I thought it'd be really good to look at the children with how to create a fire. What does a fire need? What ele- what materials does a fire need? And what other elements does a fire need? And um, at my school, we have a fantastic forest school leader. So the children, the children often get to see fire being lit. And as they get older, they build fires themselves and they learn how to light fires um, and what you know, what happens when one of the elements isn't there, and how to put out mm. a fire by getting rid of the elements needed. So I thought that would be a very um, mm. real life link for science. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. And then, and there's also um, the 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 fact that coffee is mentioned in this story, perhaps as <laughs> something that can keep Hakeem awake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and you could, I guess, you could link that just as a, something that's popped into my head into changes of state. So, how do you make the the coffee from the bean into the like into the liquid, and can you reverse that change Ooh. when you've made a cup of coffee? Can it go back to a bean or a or a <laughs> um, 
yeah. coffee granule, no, um, but just researching change of state as well yeah, and how yeah. to make and how the heat adding to the um, coffee makes it make something happen. Oh. Just a tenuous link to finish on coffee. That's a great link. <laughs> Every teacher's best friend. <laughs> Apart from the epic podcast, obviously. <laughs> That's all we have time for today, folks, and indeed this week. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners, let us know on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues so you can help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can receive effective, lifelong and enjoyable learning. We'll be back next week so Abel and Hakeem can help us teach history, geography, physical education, religious education, there's a long list this one, DT, art, music and even some fire safety too. But right now it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! Cheerio. And And we we hope hope to hear hear your your story story soon. soon!